0: How's it going, everybody? This is me again, Chewy, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths, Behind the Legends. And I am once again joined by my good friend, Monica.
1: Hi, guys.
0: Who is now back in her uh, hood.
1: <laughs> in my my, my, uh, my hometown. Well, not my hometown, but like my home
0: your, right now. <laughs> your current uh, place of residence, I guess.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, which is a shame because I would have liked to do more live episodes with you but I mean
1: oh that would have been cool but there will be more times
0: down the road for sure yes Mm -hmm. so uh, you made it back which is good I mean you are telling me the story and you had some difficulties along the way but
1: yes but um, I survived I almost died in the heat in the middle of the desert on the way over here but um, we made it we made it through
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's been hot down here actually no it hasn't it has not been hot down here I'm lying to you it was raining. raining. Yeah. It was raining all week. I mean, you were here most of the week.
2: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: So you saw how it was raining most of the week. And even today, it's still like overcast and, and cloudy. It's warmer than it was during the week, but it's not hot yeah. yet. Yeah. I think it's about 90 degrees, which is warm for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, that's, I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, when I, it's funny because, like, I went to visit, right? And I, and I planned to go to the beach. I even paid for the freaking, uh, like Airbnb and everything. And then the day of, like it started raining. It didn't rain the day before. Like it was like a little drizzle, but the day of it started raining and we get to the beach and it's like pouring, dude. And then um I mean, we got lucky that within a couple hours the rain just stopped, like giving us a little window to just kind of like enjoy the beach. Um but the waves were crazy. Like the waves and and in in South Padre island, like we don't get like big waves like they're not big like it's not surfing waves, it's just kind of like little like um boogie board you know waves you know like just just like little little tiny waves but um that day uh it it was they're pretty big like compared to what I've seen in my entire life, like they were pretty big, and uh the water was angry, <laughs> it was turbulent like the the current was really strong and but it was still fun, like, I got kicked down by one of the waves, but um, I, I survived it, so that was cool. <laughs> uh, and then as soon as we started to leave, that's when it started drizzling. So it's like, the universe gave us, gave us like, a little, like, gift, you know, like, they're like, oh, you drove down all this way, let me, let me give you a little <laughs> bit of time for you to enjoy the beach, at least for today. But yeah, and then I found out that we were going to go to the zoo on that Thursday, but Brownsville was, like, flooded. Oh, yeah. And- the zoo was closed so we didn't end up we didn't go like everything over there was like horrible so yeah i kind of wish it rained over here though we could eat some rain in california it's dry as hell yeah I
0: literally mean, i mean i've, I've been kind of watching the weather and it seems like they're you know they're baking i mean i don't mean that as a joke i mean yeah. it's it's like no, it's seriously. horrible yeah like, it's
1: like a, it's like 100 like where we were at in arizona it was like 120 degrees Wow. And I was telling wow. you, like, so we we had to stop because I was, like, about to pass out from the heat. Like, it was – my dogs were, like, little noodles. Like, they couldn't handle the heat either. Like, they were – you know, they're, it, it was scary. Um, and then we got help from this guy that was in uh, – a worker at the rest stop. So, shout out to that dude. I can't remember his name. But he he literally saved our lives because, like, it it was so hot. Like, had that guy not helped us out, we could have passed out. I was, like, super close to calling an ambulance. Um, because it was it was horrible. Like and our AC busted in the car, so like that is the worst thing that could have happened. Oh, yeah. And it's dangerous, dangerous. Like we had water, we had ice, we had everything, but like it was so hot, like the bag was like melting like really fast, like the sun was like super strong, like it was really bad. So when we took off the next morning, so we had to stop, right? Um I thought, okay, it'll be cool, you know, like we'll just, you know, leave really early when the air's like nice and fresh, Um, and we'll be fine. And no, I woke up at like two in the morning, and the air—it was still like it was 97 degrees. It was less hot than like the daytime, which was like almost 120, but it was still 97 degrees outside, like dry heat, not like humidity. There's no freaking breeze, no humidity in the air just dry heat like it felt like like uh like an oven you know like a preheating oven and we got lucky that like towards like going a little bit further into california like once we like passed arizona and everything the air started changing started getting a little bit cooler and then it was like super cold like somebody turned on the ac like so it, it it worked out but like it was still a very very scary experience i would not wish that on anyone like if anybody ever decides to do a freaking trip like from california to you know south texas or just if you're driving in arizona or new mexico do not do it in the middle of the day if you're like and make sure that your ac everything's working because if that thing stops working like you could die like i'm not joking here like you could literally die like it's that bad it's no
0: joke Yeah, yeah well i'm glad you made it i'm glad your dogs are okay you know, me so. too. <laughs> yes, because I don't want to have to look for another podcast host here.
1: That would be unfortunate, yes. But that's <laughs> a lot of time. you got to find that somebody that kind of matches your energy. Yeah,
0: I know. It's not easy. I don't think it would I'm work. I'm one
1: of a kind, my friend. You know?
0: I don't think it would work. Aren't many
1: me. No, I don't think so either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have to do another podcast altogether. Like, just...
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: I'm glad that you are safe and that everything worked out so uh, let's go ahead and remind the listeners of our social media accounts while we're at it we have our Facebook under exploring the myths behind the legends and we have our Instagram under myths behind LGDS
1: our Twitter is myths behind LGDS and you can also email us at myths behind legends at gmail
0: cool and we have our letterbox which is a movie blog type of website in which you can review movies um, comment on other people's reviews, make lists of movies you like, that you don't like, etc. And we are there under Myths Behind LGDS as well. And we have our legendary website, (laughs) which is gonna be under Myths-behind-legends.melchimpsites.com Woo! Awesome, and we have some news. Actually, we do have a new platform in our social media list. We are now on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of hesitant of being on there because I feel like I'm too old to be on there. To be honest, every time that I see a TikTok video, it's like like a little kid dancing or something, and I feel Uh weird. You're Uh, on
1: the wrong part of TikTok. You just need to keep going.
0: No, like. This was before. This was like before I got under. Like even like I mean, people that would send me videos, like my friends would be like, "Hey, check this out!" And it's like some some like kid dancing or something, or people or person, you know, like. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. "This is kind of weird. Like, why why am I gonna like?" <laughs> Much the <little> kids dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, but my friends is like, "Oh, well, because it's it's like my nephew, or it's my cousin, or it's like my my little sister or whatever." Even then, it's like, I feel a little weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of other stuff in there that, that I'm, I'm kind of still exploring. But we are in TikTok as myths behind legends. We got a few videos up there already. Uh, we, we'll keep adding more stuff under as we are able to figure things out. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and, and join the party on, on TikTok. Or, or, you know, if you want to help us, email us some tips, and I mean, something like that, go ahead and, and do that. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've been there for about three or four days already, and we got about fifteen followers, so that's okay. <laughs> oh,
1: sweet. See, I have one, but I literally just use it to look at videos. Um, I do not post anything because, no, I can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should follow us under two. <laughs> I will.
1: I've been meaning to do that actually.
0: And dude, actually, some of our videos—I'm surprised. Like, they have like over five hundred views, and I was like, oh, cool, cool. That, that's awesome. Like, oh, that's cool.
1: That's because
0: like I don't even know who's watching these videos. I mean, it may just be like computer bots, but if that's cool, then. I mean
1: yeah people watching computer bots
0: yes so all right um real quick monica uh what movie are we reviewing today i mean i'm sure people know already but
1: Mm -hmm. we're doing fear street part
0: two nice so we'll be right back with our critique segment on fear street 1978 after this break Everybody, So we are at our critique segment, if you are a repeat listener, then you should know that in this segment, Monica, we talk about the way the movie shot, cinematography, the atmosphere, the acting, the soundtrack, film score, etc., right? Mm -hmm. And if you happen to be a first-time listener, then you already know what this is about. (laughs) I just told you. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start off with just a little recap, just real quick, of the kind of lore that's been built for these movies. Mm -hmm. Basically, it seems that people in this town called Shadyside seem to turn into evil serial killers, like, randomly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And pretty much overnight. A lot of them happen to feel that the town is cursed, or maybe even themselves as people are cursed. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this lady named Sarah Fear that was accused of witchcraft back in the 1600s. Also, it seems that only people in that town are affected because they have a, a neighboring town that's, like, about 20, 30 minutes away, right?
1: Yeah, the nicer part of the uh-huh. area.
0: Yeah, so people from that town, don't, they seem to be, like, living their best lives. They're all rich and, and preppy mm-hmm. and they have all these mansions. And the people in Shady Side are all, like, poor and... In the ghetto, yeah. They can't <laughs> trust anybody because the person that, that their next door neighbor may become a serial killer the next morning or the next evening or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel, Monica, living in a place like that where you're kind of trying to get on in life and you know this person and they're like your coworker or your classmate or a friend of your family and then you hear, oh, so-and-so killed five people yesterday?
1: I mean, at that point, if I lived there for a long time, I'd probably be desensitized to it, but I would want to leave. I'd want to get out of there because who wants to be surrounded by potential murderers you know Uh
0: mm-hmm. it's funny you bring that you, you say it like that because i think a lot of people in that town are already like gave up on on caring on that right
1: mm-hmm. they just want to get out mm-hmm. like that's the goal for every teenager is like let's just get out of this town but they somehow can never really make it out you know it's it's hard
0: yeah, because I remember in the first movie when they were doing the reports and the mall killings where the sheriff was being uh-huh. interviewed and he was just kind of like, well, I guess, you know, it happened again. <laughs> you know, like... just
1: the like, shady side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how many people live in there?
1: <laughs> Dude, how many people are still alive? That's what I want to know. Like,
0: and I want to talk about something pertaining to something similar to this in, in a minute here. But so how do you feel about this movie? What were your first impressions just real quick?
1: I liked it. Um, I kind of it gave me Jason vibes, you know, like mm-hmm. the camp. Everybody's like f-ing around and or getting killed. It's very still the slasher ish type of thing. You know, the axe the really, really like Chef's kiss, like. <laughs> I kinda noticed that they didn't show the kids dying. Oh no! Like they were kids, you know, like they they kind of just like they you knew they were getting murdered and like hacked to death, but they weren't showing it. And you know, I understand why. It's kind of <laughs> messed up to see a child get like yeah <laughs> their act, their fucking, like brain you know chopped up, but uh, I thought that was interesting. And then um, really good acting. I really liked it. I loved it. I think I like. Better than the
0: first one. I agree with you. I, I think I liked this movie better than the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Not that I think the first one was bad. I mean, we gave it an 8. Oh, yeah. And keeping in mind, like, we're rating these movies as their own subset in the genre of horror. Like, we're not comparing them to movies like *Midsummer* or m- movies that are more intellectual like that because it's not the kind of movie that it is. Uh-uh. uh-uh. So you really can't say, oh, this is not, like, uh, uh, hereditary or this. I mean... I'm not a big fan of those movies, and you know this, <laughs> I keep saying this. No,
1: you keep saying it, you keep preaching it. Any
0: chance that I get, thank you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, I'm not comparing, uh, I'm not saying these movies are better content-wise, or, or I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I, I acknowledge the fact that movies like Midsummer and Hereditary are more intellectual, and that's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not what I want in a horror movie, though. For the most time, for for the most part, yeah. I I want to see. <laughs> it sounds messed up, but I want to see violence. I want to see people like suffering, and because that's what I grew okay. up in.
1: Or, yeah.
0: That's the kind of movies that I was brought up on. As far as the '80s, I grew up watching Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers. That's like the holy trinity of slash slasher villains. Yeah. So that's uh, keeping that in perspective, because somebody's like, "Why do you give this movie an eight?" Like somebody gave us feedback on that. Oh really? Yeah, like somebody that that I know. <laughs> Oh, okay. They were like, so why do you give this movie an eight? I mean, it's 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 a good movie, but I didn't think it was that great. I mean that person would would said they would have given it like a five or a six. Well, but that's because they're, they're not to... they're not fans of slasher movies, see, and, and every kind of little subset of the genre has its its fan base, and I understand that. But if I were to compare this to to a movie like Heritur, for example, maybe I would bring my score down. I mean well I will say what my, what my score is later, but they probably would have the score for this movie would probably come a little bit down
2: uh-huh. if
0: I were to compare it to some of something else but as a slasher a slasher movie like as, as as what it is
1: and that's the thing that I mean we said this in the last episode too it's like a slasher film you know so that that's what we're comparing it to and that's why we gave it the score that we gave it you're not gonna compare like two plates from different cuisines together you know like of course I have to bring food into this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you can't because it's, it's, it's made with different ingredients. It's, it's supposed to have different flavors, you know? So why would you do that with the movies? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, of
0: course. I agree with you going back to the whole Jason thing. This movie is a huge throwback to Jason Friday mm-hmm. the 13th. It, like and I'll do go into that. In a little bit, but I want to say maybe that's why I like this movie more than the first one because I I would see things in this movie that I have seen in Jason movies before, and I'm like, dude, that that happened in the in part four. This happened in part three, or yeah. whatever. Something very similar, or like a similar scene, or the way that it was shot, or something. And so, this, as a Jason fan, was like,
2: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> to me personally, like I, that's, I I make that connection because uh, of course I'm in the setting, the summer camp setting. Although, this happened in 1978, and just historically, real quick, Halloween, the first Halloween, came out in 78. Oh. But Friday the 13th came out in 1980, I believe. And Jason's not even in that one as a character. They mentioned him, but he's not the killer in the first one. Spoiler alert yeah. for a 40-year-old movie. <laughs> 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 he doesn't come out until part two, and I didn't connect it the, fir- the first movie, because I was kind of caught up in-, in the whole reviewing live reaction thing, but... The look of this guy is the look that Jason has in part two. Because Jason in part two doesn't have the hockey mask yet. He has a, a, a like a potato sack or something.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which is what this guy ends up having on the sale yeah. after a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's the one that comes out in, in the first movie. He's one of the three killers, right?
1: Yeah. Because uh-huh. you
0: see the, the skeleton dude and you see the girl and you see this guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So That's true.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, so I, I thought that was like, dude, that's like that's like straight up Jason, rather. He looks just like Jason, except he's got a, a, an axe. Yeah. And Jason had a hat. Well, I think he has an axe in part two also, I think. I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a while, but. I can't
1: remember either.
0: Um, dude, it's, it's like straight up, like, tributes to Friday the 13th. And, and to me, that's yeah. like, awesome, because we need more movies like this in the world. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also liked all the, like, all the little tidbits of um, uh, references to Stephen King. I thought that uh... was really I was like, oh, my God,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I, I, looked, in, I looked into that a, a, a little bit also because I'm a big fan of Stephen King. Yeah. Well, at least his earlier works. I haven't read any of his newer books in, in quite a while. I think the last one that I read that was newer, uh, I can't even remember mm-hmm. the name of it. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. It's just that, I guess, just like anything, when you grow up on something... That seems to always be best in your eyes for some reason, yeah. or in your mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so I looked into what they mentioned in this movie. As far as I mean, they mentioned Carrie, of course. They mentioned the yeah. Salem Slot, also, yes. which is if you haven't read Salem Slot, it's an awesome book. It's about vampires mm-hmm. in a small town. Mm-hmm. It's pretty creepy. Like it's a really, really well-written vampire book. Yeah. It's much better than Twilight. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, but basically, they they. As they're flirting with each other, the, the guy that would eventually grow up to become the sheriff... Yeah. And uh, Sadie Sink, I, I'm just going to call her that, uh, Ziggy, Ziggy. Her name in the, in the, in the movie is Ziggy. As he's trying to flirt with her or whatever, they're trying to kind of bond over their love of Stephen King, whatever. Yeah. And so they mention Carrie and Salem Slot, and then the guy says something about the next book's going to be really good. Or so I heard. And uh-huh. the next book in the, in the timeline, I, I think, happens to be the book The Stand...
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. By
0: Stephen King, which, again, if you haven't read it, it's an amazing book. Read the full version, though, because there's uh, like a an abridged cut that's like half the length of the book. Yeah. The book is like 1,200 pages, dude. It's it's massive. It's a massive book, but it's awesome. It's amazing. And I think it's probably considered to be one of his best works outside of the Dark Tower series. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it's connected to the whole universe, The Stand on its own, it's it's considered to be one of Stephen King's best books of all time, I think. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty cool they mentioned that.
1: hmm
0: And going back to Friday the 13th a little bit, the guy's name is Tommy, right?
1: Yeah. The boyfriend? I, yeah, that, the
0: killer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. That becomes a killer. Uh, and it's funny because Tommy Jarvis is a character in, in the Jason movies. He comes out oh. in three of them. He comes out as in part four as a kid. He comes out in part five as like a mental patient because he's so distressed over what he lived or what he went through in part four. Uh-huh. And then in part six, he's the one that puts Jason to rest, you know, uh, for a while, <laughs> you know, because he always comes back. Yeah. But I thought maybe that was an Easter egg too. I mean, the, the guy's name is Tommy, and Tommy Jarvis is basically Jason's nemesis. Yeah. For for like three movies, dude, or actually two movies, because part five, Jason doesn't come up. But. Yeah. <clears throat> What do you think of the gore effects?
1: Uh, awesome. I loved it. Lots of lots of brain splatter. Lots of blood. Chopped off heads. <laughs> or cuts. I liked it.
0: Body parts, arms, legs.
1: Uh huh. It was it was great. It was very, very, very nostalgic.
0: <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we always see just body parts hanging in the streets everywhere. At. <laughs> and we're
1: like, well, but it's I mean, nostalgic to the movies that we used to watch yeah, when we
0: and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And well, going back to your point earlier about the kids, yeah, of course, I mean, it it would have been really difficult for this movie to have been approved had they shown the actual scenes of the of the kids because they're kids. They're like 12, 13 years old, maybe 14. Yeah. They they're like middle school, high school kids. Mm-hmm. That are getting slaughtered by this guy. Yep. So I think people aren't really ready to see that on screen. I, mean, I don't think, I, I think I would have been uncomfortable, to be honest. I mean, as much as I like these kind of movies.
1: Yeah, so would I. Mm-hmm.
0: Because as much as I praise these movies, they always kill older people. Like, they're, they're high school kids, so they're like 18. They're always like yeah. seniors for some reason.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Or maybe people in their 20s. So mm-hmm. that I guess that makes it a little bit more okay in my mind.
1: Yeah, it's because, like, nobody wants to see a little kid get killed. I mean, even when, when I knew that they were going to get murdered, even though they didn't show it, it still made me feel a little uncomfy. I was like, ugh, why are they dying? Like,
0: Yeah. I thought that was a pretty risky move, too, because... Uh-huh. And I'm going to compare it back to another Jason movie, Part 6. That is, I think, the closest that Jason ever came to harming a kid. Uh-huh. In one of those movies. Because he always focuses on the counselors themselves because they're always doing drugs or they're always having sex in the cabins or in the woods somewhere which they show this in in this movie also they show the counselors having sex (laughs) which i thought was kind of a nice throwback (laughs) also to those movies when i saw the guy going for the kids i was like wow this is it's a little bit different than the movies that i've seen because he he does end up killing some of the counselors too but I think at the very end, in one of the very last scenes, they show all the bodies. And I think it's like 15 bodies. You just kind of throw them on the floor in yeah. body bags. It's a lot of them. It's this guy went on a rampage.
1: Oh, all body bags.
0: Yeah, so he killed like four or five of the counselors. He killed like 10 kids, maybe. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. And in part six in, in Jason, Friday the 13th, there's a scene in which he's, he walks into one of the cabins where all the kids are sleeping. And he's kind of like looking at one of the kids, and the kid gets so scared she starts praying, like for him to go away, whatever. And so he sees like one of the counselors outside, and he like runs after them. But that was that was the closest he ever came to maybe even yeah, yeah, like trying trying to imply that he was gonna hurt a kid or something. But this movie goes a little bit further, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. I mean, it's more realistic. Like obviously, like if there's a serial killer on the losing camp, they're gonna kill everyone in sight, including children.
0: So, I want to ask you a question. How or why do you think the witch chooses the people that she does to become her killers?
1: Well, when we get a little, um, fast forward, I guess, a sneak peek of the next episode, all the people that are there are, like, part of the other movies. So, I think they're trying to say that they're descendants. Uh-huh of the people that were there originally in the town that ended up, you know, killing this witch. And so that's why she's taking revenge on everybody because they are all somehow related to her murderers.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the after credit scene, right, where they show, like, the little preview. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I I noticed some of those people were the same actress, so I guess, yeah, you might be right about them being their great-great-great-great-grandkids or whatever. Yeah. Their descendants. Because the other thing that I notice is I think they ha- she happens to choose, like, the best people in the town or the people that are considered to be the most upright citizens, whatever. Because in the case of this guy, for example, Tommy, the girlfriend was saying, oh, he was like, the sweetest guy ever and he was the nicest person. And he was just uh, a great guy all all, all, all around. All around, yes. And the lady, too, like like, the daughter of the nurse... She was the girl that that was the killer in in the first one, and she also comes up for a little bit in this part. Yeah, but the lady, the nurse, says, Oh, my daughter had all these hopes and dreams that she was gonna get out of this town, and she was so great, she was an amazing girl, and then she just became a killer out of nowhere. Like, how does that happen? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it seems like the witch chooses people that people would not believe or think would become killers,
1: yeah. Mm And was she only they were only um they're mostly targeting Shady Side people, not people from what was the other place? This is it Sunnyvale? Sunnyvale, yes. Yeah. So like she's straight up only going after like the the descendants, basically, the people from Shady Side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people from Shady Side. I think the only exception that I saw was the boyfriend in the first one because he was from the other town. Remember in the hospital scene? where oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. they're
0: visiting the, the 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 girlfriend
1: yeah that's the true and the
0: guy shows up and, and then skeleton face kills him yeah but that's true that i think but was... then
1: in this movie like so uh what's her name ziggy was able to escape only because the guy tommy got in the way and he didn't want her he she, well, actually, I guess he—he he, they wanted her because she had put her blood in the... In the bones. Like, with the bones, yeah. But that
0: was that was afterwards. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think that means? Because they target these people anyways. But uh-huh. I think that when they the blood drops in the bones, it's kind of like a more direct connection. Like, they, they are going to target you, like, directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to stop until you are dead, and then they'll go back to chasing after everybody else. Yeah, so, what do you think that means, or?
1: Because they have a connection. Because if their hand is on, I mean, if their blood is on the hand, that means that there's a chance that they might stop the curse. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason they're being targeted. Because you need the hand to basically hurt the witch. You know, so if there's blood of you on there, she's she needs to eliminate the threat. Uh So that's why they ghosts right after the person whose blood dripped on the, on the hand.
0: hmm And, well, the other question I was going to ask you is, where are the, all the parents? Where are all the adults in this universe? Like, there are no... Like,
1: two, like, it's like, oh, and then in the first movie, didn't, which was funny because it had only been a couple of years, or, like, a decade maybe, like, the nurse shows up, or she's, she she makes a little appearance in the first movie, when um I think they're trying to get the kids taken care of like before they go off and like uh, oh, yeah, go figure the, out. She was stuff. the one they left the kids with? Yeah, because they opened the door and it was her. And I remember seeing her because I was like, oh, that's the lady that came out in My Boys and like this this show about baseball like that was on TBS a long time ago. I recognized her and I was like, oh look, there's that lady. And I thought she was gonna have like a bigger role, but then nothing else happened. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her in this movie and I was like, oh, that's who she was. Like she was she was the nurse, the camp, oh, wow. and her daughter was the was the the serial killer, the whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruby, I think her name is Ruby. Elaine, yeah, uh huh. So, yeah, they left her they left her with uh, with the kids before they went off.
0: <laughs> I, uh-huh. I totally missed that. I never realized that was the same person. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: That's cool, my friend. Thank you. You're welcome. For pointing that out. Cool. What would I do without you? <laughs> I like to be observant sometimes, you know? <laughs> sometimes you are useful. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, you're always useful. Just for Thank you. <laughs> but, like in most slasher movies, parents or people like that are never really f- focused on. Yeah. They're always kind of shown on the, the sidelines, but in this movie, they're not even mentioned. Like, Especially in the first uh- one where everyone makes references to the the father of the main girl Dina being a drunk and a loser and we never see him.
1: We never do, yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I thought at some point he was gonna be like either the cop that was gonna be her dad or like the guy that keeps getting busted and taken into into jail. The one that's that the kid helped escape. Yeah. I was like, well who the f is the dad? You know, he doesn't show up here like and there's no pictures of him. So we can't figure out who he is. So, like, I mean, these kids are alone all the time. Like, what's going on here, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's one of the things that I I have noticed about these movies that there's always just no adults around or for a significant amount of time at least.
1: Yeah, because... uh, What's What's her name? The girl, the girlfriend, Sam. Mm -hmm. Her stepmom shows up at some point. Um,
0: The cop? he's, He's, like, in his 30s, maybe, 40s. But by, yes. by the time of the first movie, he should be like in his late thirties, early forties, maybe.
1: Yeah. So it's not. It's. I don't think he's a parent of anybody. No. But yeah, the. It's weird. We only see one parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh just the stepmom.
0: Stepmom. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. maybe they'll. Explain that further in the third movie because uh they yeah. have there have to be adults in that they can't just be like all kids. Well. In the village, I mean, I know we're gonna see the 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 preacher guy, which you had mentioned that they might show what he was in this one, but they never they never even mentioned him.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, well, he came out. He's the one who stabbed her. Really? Yeah, he's the one who stabbed Ziggy like seven times. That was the preacher. It guy? was the, oh, or was it the milk guy? I
0: thought it was the milkman.
1: Might man. it might be the milkman? I, I I I'm probably wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh, but. I'm looking forward to the next one. I, I wanna kind of see how they resolve this, if they resolve this, because there I heard I was reading some rumors in the internet that they might actually make a series of movies of, about the books. Okay, it, it's it's all kind of just uh, internet talk. People on message boards kind of talking, nothing for sure yet. But uh-huh. I think that would be cool for them to kind of make a movie out of the the most known books or some of the books or, or combine some of the plots into uh, movies, you know, kinda make it like an anthology.
1: Yeah. Or if, cool.
0: or if not movies, then maybe like a miniseries like a Netflix, make just like an anthology series for free. that I think that'd be awesome. Because that is like my Harry Potter, that is my Hunger Games, that is my Twilight, whatever. Because when I was growing up this was a series you were like if you were into horror, young adult books this was what you would read and i feel like and i'm going to talk about this a little more in in the academic segment but i feel like it was kind of forgotten kind of just neglected for a long time so it's cool that the new generations are getting to see this and the books may not be as gory as the movies but they are up there they they're not for kids. Like they're not goosebumps. They're they're not for kids. They're for young adults, maybe like or for young kids. Or not young kids, but teenagers. Like, I would say thirteen, fourteen and up.
1: Yeah. There was an age restriction at the library. You couldn't read those books unless you were in a certain grade.
0: Yeah. 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 Well not in my school. I was in like seventh grade and I was reading all these people getting killed. <laughs> like It was back in the nineties though.
1: Yeah, well yeah. And like I went I was in, in elementary and, like well the, the early well the 90s late, late 90s but like early 2000s and like when I would go to the library as a fifth grader I couldn't read those books yet they wouldn't let me I had to wait till I was in sixth grade which yeah. I was 13 oh. I guess that makes sense. yeah whatever but yeah there was restrictions on book on those books because they didn't unless you got a, like cool with the library with the librarian and she let you um but I couldn't tell my parents obviously um but yeah <laughs> They we weren't supposed to check out those books because they were very graphic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were. And a couple other things I want to mention before we finish our critique segment. Why do you think that cocoon thing was in the bottom of the cave when they're exploring? Because they they fall and and they find this cocoon thing that one of the the girls touches and she sees all the dead people around her and everything. Um.
1: mm, I mean... That's where all the serial killers are coming out of. And in the first movie we see them, like, they are that gunk, you know? Like, and then they, because they come back after they're exploded. Um, So I think that's just, like, either part of her body or her blood or, like, um, just, like, the bad negative energy that she has, the curse and,
0: Mm -hmm. and... Physical form, I think. Yeah, Uh I I was thinking it might just be like a manifestation of her evil. That, uh uh-huh. Kind of just festering over the town or under the town, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But, and the last thing is that I fell for the trick. I thought the lady that was telling the story was the older sister. Not Ziggy. I don't
1: know. No, (laughs) because, well, because she said... It was said at some point that it was the older sister that died, or my sister that died, or something. I didn't that catch died. that.
0: I didn't catch it at all. I did, I, and when in that scene that I just talked about, it, when when the girl touches the the cocoon thing, whatever,
2: uh-huh.
0: she sees the older sister Cindy dead, and she tells her like, "Oh, I, I see all the people that have been killed by by the witch, whatever, and you're next." Yeah. So I figured like now, well, she's going to find a way to break out of there. And, and the younger sister's going to die, you know, the Ziggy. But uh-huh. it turns out that it was her, Ziggy, that survives at the end.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. Dude. I'm looking forward to the next one for sure. I <laughs> definitely want it to be Friday again so I can conclude the, the trilogy <laughs> here. Yeah. Um. Oh, and one last thing also before I forget. What do you think are your predictions for the next one. Because we see Dina kind of not possessing the body of the witch, but kind of going into her mind, I guess. Yeah. So She's
1: going to go, she's going to get like a, a little history lesson, basically. Um. But she gets to live it out as the witch. So she gets to see the witch's perspective. So I think that the only either, because they show a scene of when the witch, Sarah, right? It's Sarah fear, right? Sarah fear, yes. oh. Yeah. So she's like looking over a bucket of water or something and she's got a knife. So I'm going to say from the looks of everybody in the town that Sarah was either assaulted or something. And she had to protect herself in self-defense ended up killing somebody. Um, And then she was, like, hanged because she also has, like... I want to say that, I mean, either she did or didn't have powers already, Mm -hmm. but her murder probably, like, jump-started that whole thing. Because she... Back then, they would say that people were witches, but then they weren't, you know? And they would just murder them. Yeah. Because, like, somebody had an affair with a woman and, like... You know, they didn't want them to find out. So they would say, oh, she's a witch. She seduced me, you know, with her fucking witch powers or whatever. So I think that's what's going to happen in this thing. It's like something happened. Somebody forced herself on her or something. And she had to defend herself. And she killed the person in Mm -hmm. self-defense. And so um, somebody's wife or whatever, whoever she killed, like, accused her of witchcraft. And that's why she's getting killed so she's gonna see the reality of what happened um and why Seraphir cursed the entire town
0: so you think that she was not a witch to begin with that she kind of became one because she was forced to because of outside factors Um, or
1: i i think i want to say that maybe she was into the occult or something I mean, she could have already been a witch but like she was like a not a bad witch and then she turned into a bad one because people killed her
0: okay do you think that they're actually gonna put her to rest at the very end of the trilogy, or is it gonna be kind of like a cliffhanger?
1: I hope they do. I mean, I need closure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then that kind of shoots down the whole theory of them making a, a series out of this in the future.
1: I mean, they could. Like, I mean, I mean, this is how people are, though. Like, they they'll make you think that it's gonna be over, and then it's like, bam! Wait, there's something else. Yeah. Just in case they decide to continue this whole thing.
0: I think they, they yeah. probably will do. I think they might leave it as a cliffhanger. Like, they'll kind of put most of it to rest or whatever, but it's going to be kind of like the last shot of something creeping in the shadows that's going to give you, like, a hint. I mean, Mm -hmm. even if they don't go, I mean, again, this is just people that I've read on message boards kind of just shooting theories. Like, oh, it's because they, they might do a series of the books or they might do more movies about the Fear Street stuff. Mm-hmm. which I think would be awesome. I can't get enough of this. I mean, if, if it's <laughs> of, of this same quality and caliber, I mean, it's awesome. I, I like the way it was shot. It was, the, the, the camera work was good. The acting was great, yeah. I thought. We hardly talked about the acting, but I thought it was pretty good. I think Sadie Sink did an amazing job. She's awesome, dude. Who? Sadie Sink. She...
1: Oh, yeah. She came out of Stranger Things, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even back then in, in that show, she's, and I want to see the, the last season, because I think the next season is the last one for that show but oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah for Stranger Things but I think she did really really good in this movie specifically like I think her acting is, is going up by leaps and bounds Places. yeah uh-huh. yeah so I, I think she's gonna be a, a, a horror icon of sorts maybe yeah. uh-huh. kind of in the same way that the, the girl from Halloween Daniel Harris, who by the way is my queen <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same way that, that she became a horror icon kind of the same way that Neff Campbell became The Scream oh girl. yeah uh, mm-hmm. and in a lesser degree but, but only because her movies weren't as popular that girl from um, from Cloverfield uh, Mary Winstead
1: oh yeah mm-hmm. she
0: came out in Final Destination she came out in Cloverfield oh she came yeah and sure. in the, in the remake of The Thing from the 2012 I think yeah
1: uh,
0: she's also a great actress and she's also Bay by the way Yeah, (laughs) all the pretty girls are my base. Yeah, no, no, but she's she's awesome too. So um, yeah, I think that maybe sometime in the future Sadie Sink will will be kind of somewhere up there as far as like a horror actress. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, it's completely up to her. I mean, if she decides to not do any more horror because that's she doesn't want to be typecast, that's up to her. But true. But I think she did pretty good in this one, and everybody else, like every other actor, I think that it wasn't hammed up, it wasn't over the top. I think everyone did a, a. within the confines of, of the slasher genre i think they did a really good job yeah same i agree so yeah what is your score or well actually let me do the score because I, I gotta announce the units first sorry okay so i will give this movie wholeheartedly a nine out of ten deranged supernatural mass killers
1: i'm gonna go with the same score
0: nine and, once again, just to be clear, for the haters, ah. <laughs> well, for the people with that, that question, it's because, I mean, we, 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 talk, we already mentioned this, but it's, it's as a slasher movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, are, oh, that's awesome. We agreed on, on giving it an out of 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, my friend. Any last impressions before we move on to our academic segment?
1: Uh, no, I just, I can't wait for, for the next one. I'm excited.
0: Definitely, me too. Alright, so we're taking a little break and coming right back with our academic segment after these messages. Stick around. Okay, everybody. So we are now at our academic segment in which we talk about real life stuff that connects to the movie Monica, right? Mm-hmm. Or yes. the topic of our episode at hand. And for this one, <laughs> I went all basic biatch. <laughs> and just found some Wikipedia entries because I was actually gonna do some research on the books themselves, like more of the, the lore. I mentioned this, I think, in the last episode. That I was gonna try to find information about the books and the lore, and and I found something. But I was not able to go as in depth as I would have liked because I was busy with work this whole week. One of my coworkers went on vacation, so I had to Mm -hmm. be at work every day. And by the time I got home, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I had no time for anything. So I found this. So (laughs) in our trusty source, Wikipedia. (laughs) And so I hope this information happens to be correct. I mean, I think for the most part it is. We talked about the books, Monica, but what do you remember about them? Like, uh, why were these books so popular?
1: I mean, for sure, the whole like curse thing was a, was a big theme in the books. Um, I don't remember if they ever mentioned she was a witch, but I remember like like the whole curse thing being a thing, and that being like something that I was into because I th- I was into like witchcraft and all that. I still am, but yeah.
0: I've already given my opinion. I think. Most of the books that I read, I liked. I, I don't think I ever read all of them because if I mm-hmm. re- believe this Wikipedia entry here, there's about sixty books in the series. Yeah. That's a lot of books. A lot of books, yeah. Mhm. And most of them aren't very long. I think they're about two three hundred pages.
1: Uh huh. They were small. They were, they weren't thick books. They were just like regular little like YA novel
0: you know, mm-hmm. books. So not in the same scope as something like Hunger Games or stuff like that. Oh no. Because, I mean, the the books themselves are set in shady side also, like in the movies. Mm-hmm. The teenagers are the the protagonists, like in the movies also. Yeah. But they are more hard edged than the Goosebumps books, like we mentioned also. So they sometimes have supernatural villains. Usually, I think most of them happen to be kind of like slasher books. Mm-hmm. Or somebody goes crazy and starts kind of just killing people left and right.
1: Oh my God, I have one of those books. So I was looking right now on the internet. I was like on Google, I was like, Oh, like, let me see what the covers are. Right. To see if I recognize any of them. Uh-huh. And I actually have one called the stepsister your street. So I think I should read it and then like send it over to you for you to read it. And then Ooh, we yeah. should talk. But yeah, cause I, I used to love like RL Stein books. I actually Whenever I go, like, book hunting at the thrift stores, I try to find them, but I can't. They're, like, very rare to find nowadays. But um, I, I don't remember Shady Side being referred to as ghetto or, like, the poor no. side. It was, like, I thought that was the preppy area of town.
0: From what I remember, I think they were kind of the same. Kind of, like, rich, uh, yeah. upper-middle-class towns were uh-huh. small towns, maybe, with... No more than like 20,000 people or something, which it's it's kind of smaller i me. I don't know. I'm just kind of guessing here, but I agree with you. I think it was never mentioned that it was like a poor person's town or... Yeah. I mean, of course, evil things happen and, and people in there also believe that the town's cursed and stuff like that. So it's very similar. There are some differences, though. There there are some differences from the books and the movies, of course. Yeah. Like, I found this here on, on Wikipedia, for example, where... They say that it all started with the fear family, so it's not just Seraphir, it's a family. Oh, yeah, uh
1: huh.
0: Their last name was spelled F I E R, like the fear, like the, in the movies, uh-huh. but eventually they actually changed it to spelled fear, like fear, like yeah. you're afraid of something.
1: That's what I remember that being, yeah.
0: For some reason, I thought it was F E E R, like fear, like double E
1: oh okay
0: but according to this it was like the word fear like when you're afraid of something and yeah. why would you change your last name to fear like f-e-a-r if that was the case because it, it all happened like it says here with the fear family where the person that made the change was named simon fear in the 19th century according to the lore of the books here okay uh, so simon and his wife angelica moved to shady side from somewhere in new england uh-huh. Because, by the way, Shadyside is supposed to be in Ohio. In okay. Bo- in the books. Yeah, I, mean- I don't think they mentioned that in the movies, but in the books it's supposed to be in Ohio. So Shadyside, Ohio, and they moved there sometime after the Civil War, so in the 1800s. And then they mention here that it goes back to Puritan time, so the 1600s. I guess that connects to the movies a little bit, or to the last uh-huh. one. In which two people named Benjamin and Matthew Fear had an innocent girl named Susanna and Martha Good mm-hmm. burned at the stake for being allegedly witches. Now, Good is the last name of the sheriff in the movies.
1: Yes. Uh huh.
0: And I remember he was, or that name from the books, and, and this is where that came from, I think. So, according to this, in the books, the fears were the ones that had people executed for being witches. They weren't the witches themselves. But the family, the Good family, <laughs> that sounds a little weird, but... Uh, yeah. uh, the good family one of the people in that family uh, his name was William he cursed the fear family because of what he did to to his wife and his, and his daughter they were his wife and daughter basically uh-huh. the ones that were executed for being witches so to avenge their deaths he placed a curse in the entire fear family line
2: mm-hmm.
0: now that's understandable up to a point I mean I guess you want to take revenge on people that wrong you but why would you curse an entire town dude like i mean yeah that's
2: excessive I mean, if you know
0: <laughs> if you know specifically who it was i mean i would just go directly after them which is what it says here but apparently this cursing thing got out of hand maybe he overdid it dude yeah maybe instead of of uh 10 like goat's feet he put like 20 and it's kind of like eh, you know. It's <laughs> in, in the curse i mean i have no idea i'm just <laughs> yeah up, but I...
1: No, I, I was looking at Amazon right now, and I was like, the ones that I remember are the the cheerleader ones. Uh huh. Those were the ones that, and but but those are they talk about ghosts and like stuff like that. So I guess that, that's always been like a thing.
0: There's different kinds of stuff, man. I mean, they, they had ghosts. One of them had vampires, so like we mentioned in the last. Oh yeah, episode. I remember those, yeah. Uh, they had for the most part slashers, but uh-huh. it's because there's different series in the Street Saga there's yeah. the regular Fear Street books which is all the slashers type of stuff and then the, the I guess those the cheerleader ones which are the, the supernatural ones mm-hmm. and then there was like I don't know if it was called Fear Street After Dark or something like something oh, Okay. Like, like a subtitle those were the ones that had the vampires and stuff like that I think
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then the Fear Street saga was the origins of Fear Street so this is like that's a series in which they talk about what happened in the 16, 1700s, you know, that that was a series that kind of started detailing the story from from the past two, three centuries. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty rich lore yeah, mythology or or whatever you want to call it. So how does someone create all this?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Watching a lot of Jason movies and like (laughs) (laughs) slasher
0: movies. Because this is
1: from the 80s, so
0: yeah. I mean this guy's a good writer, man. Like he and like I mentioned in the in the past segment, I think he was kinda neglected for a long time. He was forgotten almost. I think I would tell people that I would read those books and oh yeah, I think I heard about him, but who wrote them? And yeah, like, dude Stein, like and they are like, Oh that doesn't ring a bell.
1: That one well I mean, I used to read him and Christopher Pike and I think that's the only the only well, Stephen King after that because Christopher Pike also did YA novels like uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I've ever I ever read one of his books. No, I don't think so. I mean, I might have, think... but uh huh. Which strikes me as, as funny because you mention him all the time, and I've heard other people mention him yeah. also. And, and I don't I, I can't remember if I ever read one of his books or not. Dude. Maybe they just didn't have him at my, at my library.
1: Maybe because like yeah, because in mine um. They were always in the same section as RL Stein, like horror YA novels. Like they were they were there. So whenever I would run out of RL Stein ones, I would go to Christopher Pike and I, I made my way through all those books and then I was finally old enough to
0: read the you know, the Stephen King books. I think my library had about 10 or 15 RL Stein books. Oh, okay. Maybe 20 cuz I I remember reading a whole bunch of them dude, and I would read a book every different like week or whatever. Uh-huh. So, pretty much every week, I'll be reading a different book, and, and I'll be just, you know, checking them in or out all, all the time. Yeah. So, but I can't remember Christopher Pike. For, I mean, for for all that I'm thinking about right now, I, I can't. But, like I said, maybe they just didn't have them there. Mm-hmm. Dude, because our library was small, dude. We had, like, one little tiny room that they, they kind of put books in. and like
1: hey, you know, ours was pretty
0: big. Yeah. After a while, they, they made it into a bigger library, but still, they, they were not putting as many books. I mean, they would have other stuff in there and like encyclopedias and yeah stuff like that. So they, they couldn't just have horror books or whatever. But when I went to high school, they had a huge library, but most of those books were from other stuff. Like, I mean, not just horror novels. They had also like historical fiction and stuff like that. So uh-huh. they did have a few Stephen King books in the library. I remember I had a couple in there or from there, but yeah, so uh, going back to the Future Saga, though, it says here that the characters are different in every book, so there's a different protagonist in every novel, but that sometimes they do bring back some plots or some or some story points from other books and kind of connect them to whatever book you're reading. So it says here that one of, the, one of the guys in the book, The New Girl, comes out in other novels several times. And like we've said before, this series of books takes place in the late 80s or the 90s that's a nice time to live dude I think I really can't imagine myself living in any other time period or growing up (laughs) rather yeah I don't know dude like I mean looking back at it now it's like man I wish I would have appreciated things more when I was a kid
1: I wish I would have grown up as a teenager in the 90s that was that would have been fun
0: that was me yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> Lucky you. You should have appreciated it.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I was a teenager in the late 90s, like in 90... I was 13 in 97, but, I mean... Oh, okay. I finished high school in 2002, almost 20 years ago. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I just uh, sprained my back saying that. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, the next thing that I, that is here on, on this list is what I was talking about, that he took a long hiatus from the books. Uh-huh. He stopped writing in the early 90s with a Fearship saga and he didn't take it back up until 2014, so about seven years ago. And then it says here that he had tried to write new Fearship books for years, but that book publishers thought that, nah, that's kind of like already over. We can't publish books about serial killers and, you know, targeting teenagers because now what teenagers want to read is stuff like Twilight and dystopian landscapes and Hunger Games where the, the world ended and the teenagers were the heroes. Mm-hmm. So, why do you think that kind of topic became so popular? The whole, like, end of the world society type of thing where teenagers have to kind of step it up and save the day?
1: Wasn't there some, like, war going on during that time? Or, like, some talk of, like, the Cold War? I don't know if that was in the
0: 90s, but, like, was there was the some... Early st- early 90s.
1: Oh, okay, well, I maybe mean, that's why. I mean,
0: like. I mean, because the the wall in, in Berlin fell in the late 80s. I think it was 88 or 89. Yeah. I remember footage from the coverage, or, you know, of, of that that news story as it was happening. I was watching it live with my parents. They uh-huh. remember it. I mean, I was like five or six when when that happened. And then I remember the Soviet Union collapsed in the early 90s, like 91, 92. I remember watching the news about that too. Mm-hmm. By that time I was like seven or eight. So, the whole, like, Hunger Games type of stuff, I don't remember it being a thing until maybe the early 2000s or mid-2000s. Yeah. But that would have been the people that were growing up in that time, in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. around that, that whole philosophy of, you know, communism and all this stuff as it was happening in the 80s. And mm-hmm. I guess those people are the ones that grew up to write books like The Hunger Games and books like, yeah. what is the other one? Maze Runner?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Stuff like that where it's like like a dystopian society because they, maybe they, yeah. they remember growing up around that time where that ideology was rampant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think you might have a point there. Yep. Uh, so, R.O. Stein said that, yeah, that's what they told him. Like, uh, we, we can't publish books like that anymore. Like, what well, you're right because kids want to read about... End of the world scenarios where, where teenagers are the heroes and they save the day. So he's like, mm-hmm. well, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened is, oddly enough, he went on Twitter. Arl Stein. according to what? this. He went on Twitter. He, Dude, I got to follow him. I, I got to find him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, follow furiously. Follows
1: King, but I, I, don't, I don't think I've looked for Arl Stein. Maybe I do, and I just don't
0: post anything. <laughs> so according to this, he went on Twitter, you know, in the late, early 2010s, and... He's like, well, people, I'm sorry I'm trying to write books, but no one wants to publish them. Mm. So somebody, uh, an editor from a, a book company called him after he was reading like all the threads and everything about him. And people were like, yeah, you know, that's that's not cool, whatever. We want you to write more books, and these people don't know what they're talking about, blah, whatever. So according to this, some book editor was reading the threads, and he's like, you know what, I'll give, I'll give this guy a call. So he called him. And they signed him to a book contract, you know, we're going to publish three new books for us. Yeah. But then, after they did fairly well, they expanded his contract to six books. So that's cool. Nice. I think. So, as of right now, I think the last one came out in 2015, according to this. I mean, it might be a little bit outdated already. But that he's in the process of writing more books for that series. So. Wait. What do you think, my friend? He's He, he kind of made a comeback.
1: He did and I'm here for it. I can't
0: wait. <laughs> I need to find all these books and buy them on Amazon or something. And actually our friend Mariah uh-huh she sent me a link while back where you can actually rent these books online from a digital. Oh okay. Books or whatever. So you download them to your phone or or device and then the file destroys itself after like 3 days or whatever. So
1: What? That's crazy technology. I I just went on right now on Amazon to see if I could find Like, all of them, and and they have them scattered, but, like, they have offers for, like, uh, like, half sets and stuff like that, but, I mean, and they're cheap, they're, like, five bucks, some of them are five bucks, but a lot of them are on Kindle, so Mm -hmm. they're not the actual paperback, and I want the paperbacks, like, I just, I don't want to do electronic, (laughs) (laughs) I have to have them in, like, physical form, like, I have a few but i don't have a lot so i mean i'm going to keep going to the thrift stores and like bookstores and see like if they still exist you know dude whatever you to...
0: have like if you have like one or two or whatever however many you have take pictures of it uh-huh. i will share that mm-hmm. with us so i can put them on social media and just
1: okay i need to go through my, my stuff but yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll do that cuz i i've been like trying to rearrange my my books anyway
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so i'll i'll look for those and i'll i'll catalog them for you
0: Nice. So, yeah, it'd be nice for you to share those pictures with the audience, my friend.
1: hmm I will.
0: And with me, <laughs> so I can remember and know what to look for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, you have any other final comments on the book series or anything else but our Stein? Nope. Before we end our academic segments? I
1: just want to see that other movie already.
0: Nice. So, all right. We'll be right back with our closing remarks after these messages. Stick around, please. alright everybody so if you are a regular listener you might have noticed that we do not have a no thine enemy segment for this one and the reason for that is Monica like I was telling you earlier that we have no in-depth knowledge on in the witch just yet Mm-hmm. so we want to wait until the whole story is revealed and then we, we shall do a no thine enemy on her when I mean the cat's out of the bag already we're going to do part three next episode <laughs> yeah why <laughs> even pretend that we're gonna keep it like you know do something else true so yeah i mean that was it for tonight's episode i want to thank everyone that took some time out of their busy schedule to listen to us spend time with us if you are a repeat listener thank you very much we appreciate it we enjoy the fact that you're coming back for more embl stuff if you are a first-time listener we hope you come back for more so you become a repeat listener and keep joining us in this uh squad that we were building
1: Woo. Yes.
0: (laughs) So any shout outs, Monica, that you might have? I know this is kind of a a question to ask you, but (laughs) (laughs) I just saw your face and I was like, yeah, no, I know. I know the answer to this.
1: I already sent my shout out earlier to the guy who saved our lives. Uh, so I know he doesn't know we have a podcast, but (laughs) if somebody knows him. Uh, he lives, uh, he's from Blythe, California. So shout out to that guy for helping us out. Um, Thank you for saving our lives. Um, and shout out to my dad because he's going to be, hes he's been asking about listening to the podcast. So I know he's going to be listening to the episodes. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And somebody else asked me when they come. I think my friend Alicia, she actually was um, listening or watching us on our live stream last week. Oh, cool. Yeah. So shout out to her too. Um, and, and my sister for joining as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. See, I did have shout-outs.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> that shut me up really quickly. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you showed me. You schooled me today. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, uh, I have some shout-outs on my own, actually. I have, just in general, the people that are watching our, and liking our stuff on TikTok because we are under now, like I mentioned, and we are under as Myths Behind Legends, and we shall share our other social media links in a bit but yeah that is our newest one we are on TikTok we've been there for about three four days our videos are already kind of getting more views than I thought they would to be honest they're like already three four five hundred I think one of them got like almost nine hundred views which is like oh my god that's amazing
2: nice that's awesome
0: I mean if it's all computer bots I don't care I'll take it (laughs) (laughs) so yes and also I want to thank the hosts of the no more late fees podcast because Monica they left us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Yay. So I wanna encourage everyone in the audience to do the same, be more like them. They are <laughs> <laughs> they are great role models. Follow their example and leave a five star review on Apple Podcast or Pod we are on there too. We never mentioned do like there's so many things that we're on that I, I never mentioned I, I, I forget or the Yeah. <laughs> we are on I mean Pod Chaser is another outlet that I don't think it's a lot of love. I think it's a pretty cool place to hang out and because Apple Podcast is just straight-up podcasting. You can't do anything else. Like, you can't message anybody. You can leave reviews. Oh, okay. But with Podchaser, you can actually talk to them and follow them and give feedback on their episodes, which I think is a little bit more interactive. It's better for me. And I have a lot of problems, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with Apple Podcast because I got to log in and I got to do, like, a three-factor verification and, like, okay. do a, a code and a password and this and that and then all the reviews, if they're from a different country, you gotta log into a different page for that. So, I just found out about this a few weeks ago, where we have people that listen to us that are are followers from Canada and places in Europe also that are like, dude, like, I left your review, how come you haven't told me, like, talked about it? I was like, what? Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, not that we have a lot of them, I I think we have maybe like three or four that are from foreign countries, but still, I mean, yeah, like, so, Apple Podcast is a mess. I'm sorry. Like, I... I, I mean, still listen to it. <laughs> Don't take us yeah. off, Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah, but get your game together, guys. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could do better. And, I mean, I think Podchaser... If it was up to me, I would be more on that platform. I would encourage people to go under. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, a lot more user-friendly than pod, than Apple Podcasts. But that's just me. So... I uh, became kind of like an old man rant there. Screaming at clouds, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I set my piece, that's my story, and I'll, I'm sticking to it. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, Monica, let's remind our listeners of our other social media accounts. We have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS.
1: Our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS, and you can also email us at Myths Behind legends at gmail.com. Cool.
0: And we have our letterbox, which, once again, is under Myths Behind LGDS. It's a movie blog type of review. You can go under re- Review Movies, Make Lists, etc. And we have our legendary website, which is <laughs> under Myths-Behind-Legends.MailChimpSites.com hyphen Yes! Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, I can't believe it, I'm just remembering this. This is, my friend, episode number 50 for us
1: oh my god that's awesome
0: it's a landmark (laughs) it's a landmark episode for sure and we got a couple of more before we end our fourth season starting into season five sooner than i thought we would (laughs) but that's cool i mean i'm I'm happy that we're here and uh people seem to enjoy with you i mean we have a loyal fan base believe it or not (laughs) So, thank you guys for being part of the EMBL squad, and if I may just really quickly, my friend, share a story of how I almost got killed at a summer camp. What? I don't think i ever told you the story, have
1: I? I don't think so. So,
0: basically, (laughs) what happened was I was about 8 or 9 years old. This is back in the early 90s. And my mom, with her best intentions, signed me up to this, like, summer camp activities type of thing. Mm -hmm. I was still living in Reynosa in Mexico, by the way. Okay. So, I was a little kid, you know, and and she signs me up for this stuff. And the first couple of weeks, it's fun. It's just activities. Like, they have us playing basketball, volleyball, running around, doing arts and crafts, stuff like that, you know, just fun all the way. The fateful day in which I almost met my death in that place, I mean, we weren't staying there, though. It wasn't like a stay-away camp, kind of like this... (laughs) in the movies and, and stuff like that. I was able to go home after, like, you know, I think I was there from 8 to noon or 8 to 1 in the afternoon or something like that. So it was for a few hours a day. It was Monday through Friday. So one day they, they decided, we're going to teach you guys swimming, right? They had a pool in this facility. So I go up there, and everyone's kind of they, – they had ropes from one end of the pool to the next so you could hang onto them as you're, as you're trying to swim so you they didn't have life preservers or, or lifesavers. But uh-huh. you could hang onto these ropes and kind of just waddle, like, paddle like a little dog across the, the thing, right? <laughs> For some reason, the instructor went psychotic on me. I don't know. I can't remember doing anything to upset him. But I jump in the pool because it's my turn, right? And I'm trying to stay, keep my head above water because I don't want to drown.
1: Yeah.
0: And this guy's like, no, you need to go underwater. And he, like, takes my head and, like, shoves me under the water, dude. Oh, no! And I'm trying to stroke because his maniac's trying to kill me. <laughs> I mean, in my eyes, he's trying to kill me. but I mean, he was allegedly trying to teach me how to hold my breath underwater.
1: That's a very aggressive way to
0: do that. <laughs> I mean, and I want to think that, in fact, that's what he was doing. I don't think he was actually trying to kill me, but... <laughs> but this is, this is my story, so this is, I can say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is, is a mass murderer in, in my mind's memory. But, dude, yeah, like, he, he holds my head under the water and I'm trying to go up and I can't because this guy is, like, 40 years old or whatever and he's, like, twice, three times <laughs> my size. He's, like, seven feet tall or whatever, like, you know, and he's, like, got these muscles, like, crushing your ass. I'm <laughs> just, like, well, embellishing dude. the story. <laughs> Damn. I mean, he was a pretty big dude. I mean, he wasn't huge or anything, but he was a pretty, big, like, burly kind of guy. Uh-huh. And I'm, like, dude, like, I'm trying to breathe and I'm trying to, like, put my head up and I, and then I, by this point I'm, I'm starting to lose consciousness. Like, my mind is, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, Stay awake and like uh, there's water going to my system, into my lungs or so oh. whatever. And so then I'm like, dude, like, I, I, I'm I'm fighting it. And then somebody else is like, oh, what, like, hey, yeah, just let him breathe, man, whatever. And he's like, well, yeah, but it's the only way that they, these, these kids can learn how to swim, blah blah whatever. And I was like, do that. And by this time, some kids are kind of trying to watching me from the sidelines, from the like the edge of the pool water. Yeah. And so, long story short, I I survived that encounter, thankfully. <laughs> And or maybe I didn't. Maybe maybe I'm in, I'm in the matrix. Ah.
1: <laughs> well, if you are my so. Well. <laughs>
0: maybe everything is a construct of my 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 dying mind. I'm still in that pool right now. Ah. <laughs> Getting all philosophical or metaphysical, or whatever. But, well, yeah. anyways, long story short, I told the people I I want you guys to call my mom like now. I I got upset. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but call my mom like right now. She needs to pick me up. I'm I'm out of here. So my mom being the, the south spoken person, not, that she is, <laughs> she's not self-spoken at all, she went in there and argued with the guy and argued with everybody else, and she ended up taking me out of that She's like, nope, my kid's not coming back here ever again. Screw you guys. So. Wow. I, maybe that's why I relate to this movie, because I, I survived a summer camp killer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you think, but.
1: Uh, that's. I mean, I would be pissed too if I was your mom. i be like, what the fuck? What are you doing to my kid? Trying to kill him? Yeah,
0: I mean, this is a true yeah. story, by the way. This, this did happen. I embellished it a little bit, but this guy actually did submerge my head underwater for like a minute, maybe. And he was like, no, it's because you need to, like, hold your breath and learn how to swim. And I was like, dude, like, I'm trying to survive here. Like, what are you doing? Not
1: like that, though. That's, like, trauma. That's traumatizing you. Well,
0: it is because to this day, I can't swim.
1: See what he did? <laughs>
0: I never learned to swim. I I like going in in pools. I like going into the the, the scene and everything. I'm not afraid of water. But I never learned to swim. Like, I can't swim. Like, if I jump into water, I'm going to sink like a rock, dude. Oh, that sucks. This happens every time that I jump into a pool. If I'm not in, like, the shallow end with, like, all the little kids hang out. (laughs) (laughs) I I do not float. I sink like a rock, and I think it's just my panic from that moment. That throwback that kind of makes me like, no, I'm dead. Oh, No. (laughs) You guys can't see it, but I made like a little like dramatic (laughs) motion. (laughs)
1: Like a bug in the water.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is why Monica's cracking up right now, but yeah.
1: Oh my god, that's so
0: (laughs) Yes, that is my my real life story of surviving an encounter with a with a summer camp killer, my friend. Or attempted murderer, whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yes, that was my story. I hope you guys enjoy that. And well, next episode we are doing Monica which movie
1: I mean we've been saying it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's gonna be part three of the Fear Street movies
0: yes uh,
1: I'll the what uh, six, was it 1666 I think yes. is what it is mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah so uh, once again thank you guys for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and come back for the next one which we conclude the Fear Street trilogy <laughs> and until then be good to everybody be safe don't let people sink your heads into pools like this guy did to me uh-uh. <laughs> have a great uh, evening morning summer uh camp where mysterious witches possess people to kill and <laughs> we'll see you on the next one until then have a good one
1: bye